When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We'd like to think the club is going to go up here on Greeny. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80, and of course, on your smart speakers as well. Shay Cornette, Michelle Smallman here with you guys, hanging out. Lot to get to. Uh, NBA Summer League got a little bit more interesting for a lot of different reasons. Um, a lot to do about trades or no trades in the NBA, but unfortunately we're going to have to start with some unfortunate news in college football. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, Shea Cornette, Michelle Smallman here with you before we get into that because it is a little bit of a downer to start on on a Tuesday, but nonetheless. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Hi, Shay. It's wonderful to be with you. Uh, wonderful to be with you, too. Let me just tell you, Michelle is like done up beautiful <laughs> on my screen. Looks like she could go to a beauty pageant like in five seconds, and I'm like over here. Not quite in the same shape, but we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay for the next few hours. Um, so yesterday, uh, or I should say in the last four or five days, there's been a lot of changing, a lot of turns of events, things being uncovered about the Northwestern football program. Um, and this being Greeny, and Greeny went to Northwestern, so right. I can only imagine how closely he's been following this story, and so I do feel like we need to do it justice. Um, but yesterday, the big news was that Pat Fitzgerald, the coach for almost two ge- decades of Northwestern football, and also a person who played at Northwestern, played Northwestern football, um, really uh, someone who has been a figurehead for that program for years and years, was fired. And that is because there were a lot of findings from not the New York Post or the Chicago Tribune, but from the Daily Student newspaper there at Northwestern about a hazing that had been going on, alleged hazing, I guess I'll say, amongst the football program. And so as all these details start to come out and we start to understand what exactly had gone down, last, I believe it was Friday, Michelle, on a news dump, which we thought was going to be what everyone thought was going to kind of be brushed under the rug, they suspended Coach Fitzgerald for two weeks without pay. Well, now again, as as stories come out and articles are being published, and again by students at Northwestern, now he has been you know relieved of his duties effective immediately. Has Pat Fitzgerald, and so this decision comes. This is what was was said by the president, Michael Schill of Northwestern. He says this decision comes after a difficult and complex evaluation of my original discipline decision imposed last week on Coach Fitzgerald. That was the two week suspension without pay for his failure to know and prevent significant hazing in the football program. We don't need to go into specifics. You can read about those uh, because they're quite troubling. And again, I I have to continue to say alleged because it is alleged, but it's disturbing what was going on there. And quite frankly, Michelle, I don't think the university had any other choice. I don't think they did either, Shay, but then I wonder why they didn't make this decision when the investigation was complete. 
Why did Michael Schill and the powers that be at Northwestern not relieve Pat Fitzgerald of his duties once they got the information that they had from this investigation that they commissioned? And that's where that's where the problem there's two problems here. One that it was even happening in the first place. And I don't wonder if this doesn't open up a Pandora's box within college football because we are in this era where we're examining right and wrong in college athletics in a different manner in which we used to with NIL and transfer portal and players having more empowerment. They're, they're speaking out. They're advocating for themselves. So I would not be surprised if this is one domino that knocks down many and other people come forward and say, this is also happening at my program. But I do have an issue with the school, with the school getting these findings, coming to a conclusion that this was indeed happening and only suspending him for two weeks. Why does it take a publication from the Daily Northwestern, from a college newspaper, an external pressure for you to then reverse course on this and relieve Pat Fitzgerald of his duties. Right. And and not that it needs more gravity, but just to like point out to everyone what kind of school we're talking about here. The School of Journalism at Northwestern is at the very top. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about journalists that understand, like this is a, a newspaper that carries a lot of weight, has a lot of credibility. This isn't just a couple students throwing around some ideas and some quotes from their buddies. This is serious stuff, obviously, and yeah. it led to a firing. And literally the student body is the one that produced the facts and gave the information to the public for therefore the president um, having to make this decision. I'm not saying Coach Fitzgerald didn't deserve to be fired because everything I'm I, I can't even sometimes get through some of the, the details because it's it's not okay. I have a son too, Michelle. Like yeah. I'm reading this thinking like this was my son. I knew was going through this kind of stuff. I'd be mad, and that is an understatement in terms of a word. So it's it's disturbing. I, I and but the way the the university handled it. Very messy. Pete Thamel was on this very show, Greeny, just yesterday. He's our ESPN college football senior writer. And just yesterday, as he was, you know, kind of going through the, the whole timeline of the situation and the gravity of the situation and what might happen, and this was yesterday morning before Coach Fitzgerald had been fired, he said, I don't, I don't think he's going to be fired, but I think there might be, you know, more penalties to come. Well, a few hours later, lo and behold, he indeed was fired. And so then here now is Pete Thamel, again, our college football senior writer, on what had changed from Friday until the moment he was fired yesterday. Here's Pete Thamel. When the very same results that Northwestern's administration looked at came to light in the Daily Northwestern through their reporting over the weekend, the school completely reversed course, and uh, it, it ended up where essentially where we are today. Obviously, the detailed and really difficult to even talk about the nature of the hazing activities was gruesome, and nobody really denies that they had happened. And I think a lot of this came down to the ambiguity over the knowledge of Pat Fitzgerald and the coaching staff. But the school was clear put on its heels over the weekend by the Daily Northwestern's reporting in a tidal wave of bad press followed, and, and that's where we are today. Pat Fitzgerald is no longer uh, Northwestern's football coach. If you had told me a week ago that Pat Fitzgerald wouldn't be Northwestern's football coach, it's just as stunning of a downfall and as quick as a downfall as I've seen in my two decades covering college football. Yeah, and that is true. Um, Michelle, I, I worked at the Big Ten Network. I covered Coach Fitzgerald very closely. I know a lot of people being from Chicago who went to Northwestern. I know this program very well. I, I worked with former Northwestern football players when I was working in Chicago. So to me, this was very surprising, just given what I know Coach Fitzgerald to mean, not only to Northwestern, but to the surrounding area there as well. 
Um, but then again, you know, you think about, and these two things are not the same, but a Big Ten school, a, a big figurehead in terms of a head coach like Joe Paterno, like th- these, you know, these coaches are not untouchable. And when you have a situation like this, where these allegations and the hazing that was going on and supposedly the clapping or whatever, you know, he was very much a part of it, as I would assume some of these assistant coaches then were as well. I don't know how you keep them on staff, but that's another conversation. You have no choice. Like, this has to be the way that the university goes. Absolutely, Shay. And I am with you. I went to Illinois, so I I've, have covered the Big Ten, followed the Big Ten closely, and it is stunning that this is happening to a coach like Pat Fitzgerald and to a program like Northwestern. You just would not have anticipated that this would be the end of the road for him. He spent 26 total seasons with the program, 17 as a head coach. He's the fifth longest tenured coach in college football, which says enough in itself because in this era of college football where the runway is maybe a year three, if you're lucky, to turn something around, that that usually indicates that he if he's been with the program for this long that the culture is solid that the environment is good that the players are enjoying being there and for this to come out and come to light was really shocking and the university had no other option which is why I was surprised that it didn't happen in the beginning but I think when you look at those stats and you think about the money involved and how hard it is to find a, a football coach that can get the job done and that can put together a winning season. They probably were weighing a lot of things. But I also, Shay, wonder, these coaches now, these head coaches, and I am in no way absolving Pat Fitzgerald. He is the head of the, he is the, head of the corporation. He should know everything that's going on. But these, these coaches, they're worrying about scheme. They're breaking down tape. There's NIL now. There's the transfer portal. There's all of these different things on their plates. And I think it's easy to let things slip through the cracks. And I wonder if this isn't going to be a message to other head coaches throughout college football. We need to be more vigilant about this. We need to make sure that someone in our employee is making sure that this is not happening between our walls. And whether or not Pat Pat Fitzgerald was actually very involved in this, as some of the reports are suggesting with the clapping, et cetera, I think that college football as a whole needs to to have some self-awareness and self-examine and say if this can happen to pat fitzgerald in northwestern we need to make sure that all of our student athletes are being taken care of yeah you're right um so what happens now for northwestern football the defensive coordinator that's david braun who was hired this year so you would assume michelle he didn't know or wasn't a part of all these things that had been reported on and that have been going on so david braun will now take over as the acting head coach he has been promoted from defensive coordinator and they will move forward such in the meantime uh the president of northwestern the ad at northwestern and pat fitzgerald none of which have taken to a microphone and spoken to the public these all these statements and everything have come out via memos we'll see who's the first one to actually face reporters and answer some questions however pat fitzgerald did release a statement to espn and he said quote surprised when i learned that the president of North- northwestern unilaterally revoked our agreement without any prior notification and subsequently terminated my employment again this is referencing the agreed upon two week suspension that had happened prior to him being fired fitzgerald went on to say in the statement that he entrusted his agent brian harlan and veteran trial attorney dan webb to quote take the necessary steps to protect my rights in accordance with the law, end quote. So this is just the beginning for what goes on between Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald. And of course, as always, we will keep a very close eye on it because it is unfortunate the way this all has unraveled, not in months time, but in quite literal days time from Friday till now, Tuesday morning, 
all of the details coming out, and of course the firing of Pat Fitzgerald. All right, coming up here, we'll switch gears. We'll go to a lighter topic, Michelle. Um, we want your calls. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Who is the best overall player? In the National Football League right now, we turn our attention to the NFL because it is the offseason and there's a lot to debate. Again, 888-729-3776. Who is the best overall player in the NFL right now? Stick around. We'll get on your list. Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. R-E-L-A-X. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five overall players. Top five overall players coming through on your airwaves, according to one Michelle Smallman. This is Shay Cornette and Michelle Smallman here on Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. I liked that little production we just played because I heard Dub Bears, although I have a feeling there will be no Dub Bears on this list. Nonetheless, let's rank them, Michelle. Here we go. And feel free to give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to hear your top five players in the NFL or maybe ones you agree or disagree with on Michelle's list. And we start at number five. Number five. 
Shay, I wish you had a list as well so we could go back and forth, but I want to hear your take on this. And I am fully anticipating that everyone's going to log on or give give the phone lines a call to tear this apart. But coming in at number five for me is Micah Parsons, Dallas Cowboys. I mean, this guy is absolutely dominant. He's the best pass rusher in the NFL. It was his first full-time season switching over to edge rusher. 13 and a half sacks, 42 solo tackles. He's an absolute monster, and he's coming in at number five for me. Uh, yeah, I like this. I love Micah Parsons, and he's so young, too. We forget he has such a long, still so much uh, career left to give. I think this Cowboys defense is going to be forced to be reckoned with this year with the moves that they've made this offseason, what they've done in the draft. I'd be afraid not only of this Cowboys offense because it's sometimes shaky, but more so of this defense, and a big reason why is Micah Parsons. I like it at number five. Are you staying defense with number four? We go in offense. Let's go to number four. Number four. I'm staying defense, Shay. I'm going with Chris Jones, Kansas City Chiefs defensive tackle. He is another monster on the defensive side of the ball. 15 and a half sacks last season, 30 solo tackles. He is one of the best defensive players in the game. I actually considered moving him up higher on this list. Four-time All-Pro selection. He's definitely one of those foundational pieces for your team. But there was just three guys that I had to put ahead of him. But Chris Jones coming in number four on the list. Yeah, you could argue he's the best defensive tackle in the entire league right now. He actually holds the NFL record for consecutive games with at least a sack. So you know opposing quarterbacks that he's going to get after you. I love this. Chris Jones waiting for that deal to get done with the Kansas City Chiefs. More than deserves it. Obviously elevates that Chiefs defense to be in the upper echelon. Again, the phone number, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What do you think? So at five, we've got Micah Parsons. At four, we've got Chris Jones. Back-to-back defensive dudes. Do we turn our attention to the offense? Let's hit the next one. Number three. We are switching to the offensive side of the ball. Coming in at number three for me, Joe Burrow, Joey B, Joe Cool, and Shea I think he'll be higher on this list next year, but there's somebody that's in his way that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later. But something Shay you just can't quantify, and Joe Burrow has that. It's his essence. Not only does he get it done on the field, over 4,000 yards last year, 68.3% completion. He's got the athleticism. He's got the skill. But this guy is just a winner. Whether it was at LSU or now with Cincinnati, he's completely revamped that franchise. I don't think it's a matter of if he's going to win a Super Bowl or an MVP, an MVP award. It's just win. Joe Burrow, number three on the list. So here's my thing with Joe Burrow. I, and I know who you're going to have at number one. I'm not quite sure on number two, but I know you're going to have a number one. You could argue... Joe Burrow is the best player in the NFL, not because of what his team has accomplished with him on the field, because they haven't quite gotten there in terms of winning a Super Bowl, but because of the way, and you mentioned this, Michelle, he's completely revitalized a franchise that was known as the Bungles, okay? So this is a dude that has, has, has come into Cincinnati and now made them a powerhouse in the AFC, um, a team you expect to be there every season, a team you expect to, I mean... My goodness, they, he has established a rivalry with the Kansas City Chiefs, which I would assume is your number one player, their quarterback, and everyone would assume is, if not the best team in the NFL, one of them. He, he has done remarkable things for a franchise that was constantly in the gutter and was very lousy, and for that alone, mm-hmm. he deserves to be high on people's lists. Yes, the swagger. Yes, how good he is. Yes, the relationship with his receivers. Yes, the way he knows how to make the big plays. But if nothing else, the way he has completely brought back a franchise from the literal dead. Okay, here we go. Keep going. Number two. Number two, Shay. 
is what I consider to be the most dangerous weapon in the NFL. If you're a defensive coordinator, this guy keeps you up at night, and he's likely going to beat you. It's Tyreek Hill. It doesn't matter if it's Patrick Mahomes or Tua Tungavailoa. He is a stud. He's the fastest player in the NFL. He, it doesn't matter that he switched teams. He had an even better season. Career high in receptions, 119, and receiving yards, 1,710. He had 700-yard games, four performances with 160-plus receiving yards. This is a guy that you want on your team. He is going to make you better. He's a huge, huge weapon. Number two, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill finished towards the top of the league in terms of receptions and yardage he's so fast but on top of that on top of finishing towards the top of the top of the league he had three different quarterbacks last year i mean yes you mentioned patrick mahomes and tua tungavailoa that's great but there were also multiple backups that played for the dolphins last year and yet still he had a remarkable season doesn't matter who's throwing the football tyreek hill is going to be there to catch it and to be a speedster and for that alone he is a difference maker and finally, the number one. Number one. Is anyone anyone at ESPN Radio Shay going to have anybody other than Patrick Mahomes as number one on this list? Because if so, I would love to talk to them and find out why. This guy could hang it up today, and he's already had a Hall of Fame career. Tyreek Hill, my number two. You remove him from the equation. What does Patrick Mahomes do, Shay? He goes out and he wins another Super Bowl. There's no one you want to start a team with. There's no one you'd want to give the ball to in a moment when you need to win. He makes the most unbelievable plays look human. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, hands down. Yeah, I, I can't argue with this. I mean, you really can't. But he's got two Super Bowl rings and counting. Um, this is a fun fact. I just saw a picture of his new house he just built yesterday that has a, I think, half a football field, like a par three putting, a par three golf course. It's remarkable. Um, that's what he's doing in his spare time. Yeah, uh, Joe Burrow is it. He's the best player in the National Football League. He's the most exciting player to watch in the National Football League. And I think if we all had to draft a football team today, we'd take him as our number one. All right, so that's Michelle Smallman's top five players in the NFL. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Agree, disagree, who you like, who you don't like. Five, Mike Parsons. Four, Chris Jones. Three, Joe Burrow. Two, Tyree Kill. And at number one, course the one and only Patrick Mahomes uh honorable mentions do you have any Michelle who did you like have a hard time should I put them on the list should I not there was a couple guys that I'll throw out there Shay I struggled with Aaron Donald I have all the respect in the world for Aaron Donald again he is a hall of famer an absolute monster the guy's training with knives for crying out loud but at this stage in his career would I want him over a Micah Parsons or Chris Jones I don't know. That was tough to weigh. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Respect the career in totality. MVP, Super Bowl winner. But he is coming off a down year. He's 39 years old. He's heading to a new franchise. I don't know how all of that's going to translate. So I I struggled with guys who have done it, and I have respect for them in their careers, and they are singular in a lot of ways in what they've been able to do. But as we head into 2023, am I going to put them above certain players? I, I, I chose not to. I'd be curious to see what you think about those guys. Yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson, you didn't mention. Jalen Hurts, you didn't mention. Those are two guys that I think are really good. Bosa was tough. I wanted to throw Bosa um, on the list. Bosa is tough, but he's been banged up mm-hmm. a lot the last few years, so it's kind of hard to quantify exactly what he does. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, and then it's like, do you value more offense or defense? Because certain people, you know, and, and coaching, how much do you value coaching? Like, there's a lot of different factors here. Let's get to some of the calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's the NFL offseason. Look, there's a lot to talk about. We can do this all 
day because there's not actual games to talk about. We can actually talk about players and what their skill set is. <laughs> Let's go to Marvel and St. Louis. Marvel, who do you think's maybe missing from this list? You guys mentioned them, but Nick Bosa absolutely has to be on this list. And I can also make a case for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey. But again, two guys. If you who can't have, tell, I'm a Niners fan. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Two guys who have been banged up. And Christian McCaffrey, wonderful. But he kind of revitalized his career a little bit when he joined the Niners. No, wouldn't you say? I mean, come on. Coming off what was going on with the Panthers, he was hurt every year. He was missing chunks of games. Shay, the best ability is availability. And that's why I can't put Christian McCaffrey on the list. Is he an absolute force? Sure. Is he... Do I want him on my team? You betcha. But am I going to be able to count on him for an entire season? I don't, I don't think so, which is a shame because I want him to be healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, you could say Nick Bosa was, was, is a force to be reckoned with. But again, best, av- best availability. What is it? Best? best ability is availability. That's it. And, and we need those guys to play. Okay, here we go. Uh, Christian's in Louisiana. What do you got? I don't know how you left off T.J. Watt. The amount of time he missed last year showed how important he is. Look how good they were before he got hurt and then after he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Are you He's a the Steelers most important fan? person on the Steelers. Are you a Steelers fan? No, not at all. Definitely okay. not. New I didn't know. All the way. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, yeah, look, T.J. Watt, the most forced fumbles and sacks in the NFL since 2017. Another great defensive player. And, yes, he was instrumental in wins and losses for the Steelers. I think he makes, obviously, a big difference. An honorable mention. Not everyone can be on the top five, Michelle. That's right. Do we respect him as a player, Shay? Yes, of course. But is he the top five player in the NFL? If we were doing a draft right now and you you had the opportunity to draft every single player in the NFL, would he go top five? I don't think so. I don't know. If we were ranking defensive players, I think he would. Um, Now, this one I kind of agree with. Mike's in Virginia. Mike's got some beef on the wide receiver you had on this top five list. Mike, maybe there's another player over Tyreek Hill you thought was up for consideration? Absolutely. Justin Jefferson. I know. My guy is in the talks with uh, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice. And then this might be a reach here, but our defense is getting a little bit better with Brian Flores. So, I'm expecting a few more opportunities on the offensive end. Um, yeah. Okay, the reach part, I agree with. Also, you have to keep in mind how good Justin Jefferson is, considering his quarterback is Kirk Cousins. Look, Tyreek Hill, as I mentioned, did really well last year with three different starting quarterbacks and an injured Tua Tungo-Vailoa. However, he has had the beneficiary of a Patrick Mahomes and a Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Justin Jefferson's been great with only Kirk Cousins. And Shay, when I was putting together this list, I was looking a lot at pro football focus at a lot of different metrics. So Justin Jefferson gained a first down 83 times last season, including the playoffs, which is the most among wideouts. Amazing, amazing stat. But Tyree Kill has 48 explosive plays as a, as a pass catcher more than Justin Jefferson. So to me, I'm looking at the explosiveness. I'm looking at the speed. That's why he got the nod over Justin Jefferson. But again, honorable mention, he's right there. Yeah. Um, I agree. Also, if you want to go on first downs, talk about Stephon Diggs, and we're talking about receivers, because over 70% of his receptions leads to a first down or a touchdown. All this to say, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, when they get the ball in their hands, when they make a catch, something good is happening for their team. And I think that's what's the biggest part of this. Like, when you have a wide receiver where you know if the ball's in their hand, it's not going to be a fumble, it's not going to be a mistake, it's not going to be a turnover. Instead, it's going to result in a first down or a touchdown. 
every day of the week. Add them to the list. Austin's in California. Austin, best player in the NFL right now. Who's on your top five list? What do you got? I got Trent Williams. If the head chef is Patrick Mahomes, which I agree with, the only reason these plays happen offensively is because there's a left tackle willing to do all the dirty work. Trent Williams. Why are we not talking about these guys on the offensive line? And I feel bad because I feel like offensive linemen, right? They're the, we always talk about how they get the brunt of the work. Mm-hmm. They do all the dirty work and they never get any love. Yes, Trent Williams, fantastic. But he plays on the own line. He doesn't make splash plays like, you know, like a, a like a defensive lineman can. You know, the way they can get after after the quarterback or like a receiver, like a quarterback. So unfortunately, yes, he's a great player, but it's hard to put offensive linemen on a list. It's kind of an always the bridesmaid, never the bride scenario for the O line, and that's a real shame because look at Andrew Luck. You could have an amazing quarterback if you can't protect him. It doesn't really matter. So maybe that was an error on my part. But again, I. I think the quarterback is the most important position in all of sports, Shay. It's the most important commodity in all of sports. It's so hard to get it right. So I had to put two quarterbacks on this list. Then you need an explosive offensive player, and I, I couldn't ignore the defensive side of the ball. So unfortunately, the O-linemen just had to – Come in honorable mention. Yeah, fair enough. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you have to do is visit Progressive.com. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette, Michelle, Schmal- Michelle Smallman here hanging out with you. A lot of S's. A, a lot, lot of L's, of too, you know. S's and L's and things <laughs> like that. Um, we're asking you, who is the best player in the NFL right now? Michelle listed her top five because we're doing this ESPN Radio rank them, and it's just like every day we get a list and we get to argue. And really, like, what else is sports talk? radio about 888 say ESPN 888-729-3776 Roberts in Michigan another see like the old the lineman the defensive dudes they don't get all the love Roberts here to remind us of someone we haven't mentioned yet Robert who you got yes good morning thank you uh Max Crosby of the Raiders now I agree with your five picks thank you uh your top five picks I can't argue with that but I'm still scratching my head with Chandler Jones why the Raiders gave him that large contract uh, he hasn't been consistent, but once Max, once the Raiders drafted uh, Wilson uh, from TC from Texas Tech, then I, uh, I think uh, Max Crosby is going to have a great year next season. He's going to be at least a top one or top two uh, sack leaders. Well, I mean, Max Crosby is already doing the most. Led the league with 22 tackles for a loss, 12 and a half sacks. I mean, he is a force to be reckoned with for the Raiders. That is for certain. And unfortunately, we did leave him off the list. But again, he he does make these big plays, and obviously, he is he is an importance on the defensive side of the ball. But we can't list everyone, and sometimes the offense overshadows the defense. Max Crosby, though, in a top 10 list, would be on it, no doubt. But this was not a top 10 list, Shay. It was a top five list. True, which is tough. And so that's why we have calls calling in to remind us of guys like Max Crosby. Tyler's in Iowa. Tyler, someone you think should have been mentioned, maybe a quarterback you thought got left out. Um, I think that um, as far as you guys were talking about quarterbacks earlier, I think that one quarterback that really can't be ignored and should be top three, if not already top five, is Jalen Hurts. There is nobody better at that position that has been able to develop their team than Jalen Hurts on the Eagles. You can make a case for Patrick Mahomes, but like Jalen Hurts is has been and is that guy and has developed with an O line that has had to quite frankly develop with him. 
Yeah, so I actually agree with this. I think Jalen Hurts doesn't get as much credit as deserved for the way this offense has been turned around. I pulled up some numbers a couple weeks ago, Michelle, when I was doing radio, and I'm like, since Hurts took over as the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, how much have things changed for them? Well, so he took over week 14 of 2020, which feels like a long time ago now, but it really isn't. You know, it's only been three years. Since then, they've been in the top five in terms of him starting – The top five in yards per game, yards per play, points per game, the best third down percentage, best red zone percentage. Like these are are numbers that are really hard to attain across the board and be in the top five. Jalen Hurts, to me, deserves to be, if you were making a list of top five quarterbacks, I think he deserves to be in consideration for sure. I understand this is top five players in the NFL, but he is a remarkable talent. And talk about how we talk about Joe Burrow changing a franchise. Now, Philly was recently in the Super Bowl, so it's a little bit harder to say that. But nonetheless, he came in, Carson Wentz left, and it was like no one even had to think twice. No one had to look back because he's just been that much of a positive influence on the Phillies' offensive side of the ball. Jalen Hurts was on my list of top five quarterbacks. I can't put him over Patrick Mahomes. I can't put him over Joe Burrow. What has Joe Burrow been able to do with an offensive line that was basically non-existent for a year? I mean, even last year in the AFC Championship game, I just looked it up, 270 yards, a touchdown, a team-high 30 rushing yards, and he sacked five times, and he's still able to put up those numbers. And let's let's go back to the year prior when the offensive line was worse. Let's not. Yes. So talk about elevating the offense and getting the job done. Yeah. I don't know how he survived that that year. And then they even tried to fix the O-line, and they still had injuries, and there's still a problem. All right, this is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Coming up here, we have one final word on what exactly defines a superhero because there's someone in Major League Baseball that I think that's a little bit confused. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Hots it up. He's got 23. One last pitch. And Rosarena falls short. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has won. 
last night was the home run derby. I got to say, Michelle, my favorite of all the all-star festivities across any sport. And it didn't disappoint. Vladdy Jr. takes home the crown. So many home runs hit last night. Power. There were star power. There were all the things that you wanted. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and of course, on your smart speakers. By the way, all you have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio, and boom, you will hear our voices. Uh, as always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, Shay Cornette, Michelle Smallman here hanging out with you. And tonight is the actual All-Star Game. So you can join Shohei Otani, Vlad Guerrero Jr., who won the Home Run Derby last night. The rest of those AL superstars, they'll take on Ronald Acuna Jr., Freddie Freeman, and the rest of the National League stars. Coverage of the 2023 Major League Baseball All-Star Game begins tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and, of course, on the ESPN app. Before we dive further into what we saw last night in the All-Star Game, of course, all the All-Stars were there to take in the festivities. That leads us to this next segment. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, what did you say, Nick Castellanos? Look, I, I think Michelle and I were young enough to understand um, some of these more popular cartoons, or old enough, I guess, to understand, old enough and young enough to understand these popular cartoons, one of which, like Scooby-Doo. Uh, which is a good watch, you know, it was a cartoon, then they had the remakes of the more, I don't know, what do you, digitalized version, whatever you'd call it, but Nick Castellanos is taking Scooby-Doo to a level I don't think anyone would take it to, and it's caused quite the stir. Here's Nick Castellanos, Philly's outfielder, on Scooby-Doo being a superhero. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. You said Scooby-Doo. Sure. I didn't realize Scooby-Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. It's fair enough. Okay. And and he saves. He's he's he solves mysteries. So I think that a dog that can talk and helps people by saving, by solving mysteries, I think, is a superhero. Checks off all the superhero boxes. Has special skills, and he helps people. Correct. Now, uh, those are not all the superhero boxes, okay? <laughs> superhero boxes include saving lives, okay? Yeah. Having superpowers. Scooby-Doo can't even talk. He, like, what is Castellanos talking about? What does he just say? Rut-row? Yeah. That's not even or a real scrappy. word. He says scrappy, I think. He says rut-row raggy. <laughs> rut-row raggy. That's not talking. He That's can't even say his best friend's real name. Come on. That's what I'm saying. I think Nick Castellanos is watching a different version of Scooby-Doo. I don't know what... No, and solving crimes is not being a superhero. Like Spider-Man and Batman, these dudes are are saving people from burning billion buildings and gunshots. Like what? What That's is Cassiano's right. talking about? Like Goofy is a dog that can talk, not a superhero. Uh, Mary Kate and Ashley could solve any crime by dinner time. They're not superheroes. And also, Shay, where's Scooby Doo's outfit? Don't superheroes need a fit that's a, that's appropriate of a superhero? Batman has the bat suit. Spider-Man has the, the look. Where Scooby-Doo does not have a fit. He doesn't have any um, you know, of the bells and whistles that a superhero needs. He has a teal collar. That's what he has. <laughs> so then I'm, I'm listening to this Cassiano song, and I'm thinking, this is so stupid. I like Cassianos. He used to be a Cub. I'm a Cubs fan. So I, I like Nick Cassianos. But I'm like, this is the dumbest take in the history of takes. And then I'm like, what other stupid takes have, have athletes that I loved, <clears throat> Michael Jordan, for example, have they had where I'm like, that's so – like when Michael Jordan said the ceiling is the roof. Dumb. 
Like, sometimes these athletes just say things that I'm like, no, this is not what we should be saying in the microphones. Castellanos add them to the list. The ceiling is the roof. There it is. I was there, Shay, at that game. Tom. I was was there. So um, back in the day, I was the producer of Rosillo and Cannell, and we were on a college basketball tour, and we went to North Carolina Duke as part of the tour. And we were at that game, and we were probably the only people in the building not in Carolina blue. And Michael Jordan says, the ceiling is the roof. And... My whole show staff, we kind of look at each other. We're like, what did he say? And 22,000 other people are like, yes, the ceiling is the roof. That man could have said anything, Shay, and they're drinking the Kool-Aid. It doesn't matter what phrase Michael Jordan throws out in Chapel Hill. They're like, yep, we're down. I mean, I'm usually also like that. Like, I don't care what – but that, I was like, that's – and we all, like, quoted it, like, half laughing, which I I can't quote this Castellanos thing because it's too complex and there's too many layers to it. (laughs) But he must know today as he wakes up, like, I really tried to sell Scooby-Doo as a superhero because he talks, which he doesn't, and he solves crimes, which I don't even think he does either. He doesn't even solve the mysteries. His little team of all the people have to help solve the have to help solve the mystery so none of it made any sense and he if scooby-doo needs to apprehend a criminal can he do his paws have those mechanisms i i don't know if he can so maybe he can get some of the clues but if push comes to shove and we're in a real tough situation is scooby-doo going to swoop in like spider-man or batman and be able to get the job done i love him no i don't think so though yeah no no and also superheroes rarely are the animals they're not they're people like, superheroes are not animals. I can't think of one superhero that's an animal. Incredibles, that movie, it's all um, people. Underdog. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, do they count? Oh, that might be a good one. Uh, Bolt. Und- Isn't there a movie Bolt? Yeah, but Bolt, that's like, isn't that like a puppy? Yeah, and he has powers. <laughs> Sounds like a superhero. Yeah, I don't know. Also, we just had a guy call, and I'm not going to let him on the air, but he said that Goofy was a cow and not a dog. He is sadly mistaken. No. The cow is Clarabelle. I know my yes. kids are too, yeah. and they watch Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, he is very confused. Yeah, he's, he's Pluto and Goofy are both dogs, although Goofy's more of the elite Was Lassie dog. a superhero? Goofy's also no. a pop star. No, he he just accompanies the adults. Okay, we got to stop this. I'm getting <laughs> heated. Uh, coming up, we'll go back to Northwestern. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.